0: good day good day good day and thank you for tuning in to another segment of let's be real this is your girl savannah bonique and as usual let's hop in with both feet i want to apologize uh because of the audio from my last podcast something happened with my microphone and uh yeah so it kind of sounded extremely muffled however with all of my segments i am extremely raw i do very little um editing because I love my rawness everybody else in their podcast they can be as professional and organized as possible however I want you guys to understand how it is that I'm feeling so I do want to be able to apologize because it wasn't until I played it back and I tried different volumes and different techniques and I couldn't get it right so I just broke down and got a a new microphone and this one comes with a warranty so we shouldn't have any more issues anyway the subject that i want to bring up today is the scurvy elephant in the room and if any of you guys are um listeners of wayne dyer or are readers of wayne dyer you may be familiar with the scurvy elephant wayne dyer uh on his video on youtube which he had ended up broadcasting through pbs and now it is on youtube um, he was speaking about a time in his childhood when he overheard his first grade teacher talking to the principal and so he went to a second grade teacher and he was just like he was upset and and a little sad and he was just like "Uh, i overheard miss so-and-so talking to the principal and they called me a scurvy elephant and so the teacher was like a scurvy elephant and he was just like yeah that's what it was that they called me And so the the second grade teacher went to the principal to just go ahead and ask directly, what was this scurvy elephant? And why were they calling this child a scurvy elephant? So the principal just laughed it off and was just like, Wayne always gets things wrong, you know, basically in a sense, not to listen to him or not to take it to heart. She said that what they had called him was a disturbing element. Now, I, of course, uh, I encourage you to go onto YouTube and watch this video. It's called Witches Fulfilled um, by Wayne Dyer once again. And I want to address that scurvy elephant, also known as the disturbing element. Now, in my podcast before, I had mentioned something about the angry Uh, Black woman and trust me the scurvy element and the black woman is all going to tie together. Just bear with me so In my podcast before I had mentioned the angry black woman. That's how it is that I am known blah 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 All right, let's address that scurvy elephant In that podcast I listened back to it like two or three more times after that And then I realized why it is that I am considered an angry black woman and why it is that I am considered a disturbing element. And you know that post that says, you know, maybe it's not always somebody else. Maybe it's you. Well, in this case, in all these cases, well, not, not every single one of them, but in most of the cases, it is me. Me being me, how it was that I grew up, um, I've had to more or less be independent Uh, a self-starter, self-initiator. I've had to strive in order to get what it was that I needed or wanted at any given time. I've told you guys before how it was that I used to mow lawns for like $5, even tried that whole little setting up a lemonade or a Kool-Aid stand during the summer. And really the only thing that would happen is that we would collect flies and ants and then most of us just end up drinking up the Kool-Aid anyway. So it wasn't much of a business. But what I've always known is to hustle, but not only just hustle, but to take charge. So after my last podcast, I had to do some soul searching. I had to figure out um, why it was that I had such a I wouldn't say I didn't have I didn't have a negative spin on what it was that I was saying, but I was conceited with some of the things that I did say oh I have power over a room oh I can do this oh I can do that that's great those those are great qualities but the way that I use it wasn't in the best way I have a lot of um, what is the word that I want to use I have a lot of realness in me which is why it is it is called let's be real I'm not very good at sugarcoating much of anything because with my experience at least whenever I was growing up, whenever I tried to sugarcoat it, uh, the message wasn't picked up and the behavior would continue or however it was that I was treated would continue. And so now I've grown where I've adapted to where it is that I say things bluntly and I don't apologize for it. Never have, I'm not sure if I ever will, but I'm always open to change. So with that, with being stubborn with being headstrong with being um in a sense i've in a sense we kind of teach ourselves how to be victims and villains based upon how it is that we react to certain situations so in my workplace um the history with that is that i'm used to well in the past i got used to um, having to work hard in order to One be noticed or two to be able to keep my job uh, there were different instances in which I would uh, Work my hardest I would put my best foot forward um, And I would get noticed by a lot of people mean my Higher-ups higher than my manager and then also by customers and I would get a lot of rant raves and reviews but from that then a person that doesn't possess that type of power or charm then i i've had people react to me uh let's say they didn't they didn't like it let's just put it that way they truly didn't like it now for me i should have been okay with them just not liking me because of whatever it was that i possessed but i would do my hardest to make sure that they did notice or some reason that they did try to like me or i would work even harder to change their mind and the only thing that that did was to to irk them not only that because i'm a very honest person and i'm very open because i believe and i truly feel that um what is it i truly feel that we as a people um, over time we've allowed information to become our downfall and what I mean by that is people don't talk to each other because they're so worried about the damage of what it is that that information can do as opposed to looking at how it is that unloading whatever it is that's in you and changing there afterwards will end up bettering your process instead Uh, we're so scared about people knowing our business that we internalize it and hence why it is that depression is so large now with my mom and them growing up yeah there were certain things that you didn't talk about out of respect um, as far as you know sex intimate issues or not intimate (laughs) issues intimacy um, mistakes blunders all of that There were certain things that you didn't discuss because it was quote-unquote personal. Um, But that mentality of this is quote-unquote personal, I mean, I get it. My relationship with me and Sue, that's personal. I don't talk about too much um, of it other than the good stuff, the stuff that I've learned, and maybe some of our little, you know, our little qualms here and there, but I don't get into the intimacy of us. I don't get into or every thought or or every conversation there are some things that should be held back but i'm a very open person and so because i'm a very open person people come to me they trust me they talk to me about whatever it is that they have going on because they've seen just how vulnerable i am now with the ability to be vulnerable but then strong enough to be able to lead some people can find that intimidating because they didn't have those skills they may have gone to school to get the best education to learn psychology to learn how it is to deal with people but then there's a different type of skill I guess you would say there's a different type of love that comes to you or comes for you whenever it is that you haven't gone through those you actually went through life you develop a certain type of uh, I guess you would say uh, rapport or you develop a, a certain like sixth sense with people and they can feel that so the disturbing element my disturbing element is the fact that I am so stubborn and the fact that I um, <sighs> I like to do things my own way I don't like to be bossed around because I never really had a boss or anyone to necessarily hone that. I have, yes, been disciplined. My mom is awesome. She was doing the best that she could with the knowledge that she had. So don't ever look at my mom that w- any particular way and mom don't ever think of my podcast in any particular way. Because it was all out of love and she did the best that she could. But because of the skills that I had to develop extremely young, then I became the disturbing element because I didn't know how to communicate I didn't know how to communicate uh, effectively because we're so quick to put kids in a child's place as opposed to understanding that that child is another soul that that person has feelings just as well as you do and if you don't teach them how to communicate while young that communication turns into something else it could turn into them um lashing out. It could turn into them being emotional all the time. It could turn into them be a dependent upon other people that know how to communicate effectively with them. So, with all that being said, my disturbing element, or how it is that I'm such a disturbance, is because of all of these factors I I know how to communicate, but I'm not nice about it. I know how to communicate, but because of the situations that I've gone through, uh, like I said, I just I have no need to to sugarcoat it. I am a disturbing element because I am so headstrong. I am a disturbing element element because I am so stubborn. I am a disturbing element. Mm because i me i even though i'll walk into a room and i don't want to have anything to do like all right i'm just here i'm just here to let's say get my my continuing education courses done right and so i'll sit in class and i'll be quiet but as soon as it is that i speak up then the whole room will fall silent i don't know if it is my voice i don't know if it's because i've been quiet so therefore i'm a mystery I have no clue but whenever it is that I speak I draw attention to me and it could be whenever I'm serious or playful or anything else like that but my lack of self-awareness has led me into a lot of different situations whenever it is that I do speak and I could just be venting just like the next person for some reason it's taken like gold and people run with it or maybe in some cases they don't like me so they take whatever it is that I've been and then they go They go back to the managers, the bosses, whatever, whatever. Or maybe it is that they're just trying to kiss ass and brown nose all the way and I've just never been that type of person. And some people do like to kiss ass and some people like their ass kiss. That's not me. So I'm a disturbing element because I'm different and because I choose not to bend to societal whims or i just it's so much easier for me to be myself i'm not good at wearing different masks if i'm not feeling well that day i'm not feeling well that day i'm not about to sit there and try to force myself to grin there was this little uh, what the fuck fun fact that says that the people that tend to have to smile for their jobs that they tend to be heavy drinkers not gonna deny that lord knows i love a drink or two but anyway i refuse to um i refuse to change for a paycheck however however i will hustle for a paycheck i may not be able to put a smile on that day um, or at least wear it for long periods of time or whatever the situation may be But my guests will know that I sincerely care about them. Whoever it is that I'm dealing with, whether it's in passing or whatever, will sincerely know that I care about them or will know that I sincerely care about them. I'm sorry about that. So why is it that I bring up the scurvy elephant and the disturbing element and the angry black woman? This year, or as I end this year, each year that I have, done or started my healing journey which actually is as long as I've had my massage license for six years now. Each year I have a different topic or different things that I have to work up, of course, or work out. Of course it's um, drudging up stuff from the past, having to work through that, different feelings and emotions and be able to communicate that effectively. But also, I want you to be a part of my journey as far as being more self-aware and to have more self-love because in the case of that post sometimes it really is just you sis and in this case the angry black woman that was me every situation that i've been through um, as far as work or discrimination or what else or just hardships while being in the workforce all of that I've held the little chip on my shoulder or it's gotten bigger and bigger and bigger to where it is that every time that I started a new job, because I wasn't able to resolve the issue, then I carried it over to my next job. And then anytime it was that there was a mistake that happened, big or small, then I would hold, that, hold on to that mistake and then carry it on to the next mistake and then the next. And then all of a sudden, I'm, I'm red-faced and pissed off because whatever it was didn't happen my way. I'm too bossy i am much too bossy and and i love to have things my way because i'm so used to making things my way so with wayne dyer's disturbing element he says that these disturbing elements you cannot be encased it's more or less like some of you guys grew up watching Looney Tunes or whatever cartoon was your favorite you know whenever it was that they took all the clothes and then they packed them inside of a suitcase and it could barely close but they'll sit on it and all the rest of that so they'll take the suitcase they'll drive to let's say Hawaii or whatever they go to unpack their bag and all this clothing and all that stuff just just explodes and fills up the whole room you've seen cartoons like that correct That is your soul some of us are meant to be ordinary and by that i mean there it is easier for some people to function to meld to be like one another to build that community whatever it is um, well that normal people are able to do but then there are some people who their soul is so big or its mission here is to expand kind of like the universe and we continue to stifle it or we continue to stuff it into that suitcase and every time it is that you get somewhere new um or you try to be more of yourself and it just doesn't seem to work out you've had many different jobs it just doesn't seem to work out uh you do become the disturbing element and things don't work out that's because you were meant to do something extraordinary there's ordinary people and then there's extraordinary in my case i have to go through my thoughts my plans my desires and truly figure out and be more aware of myself and what it is that I want. I want you to understand that you can be 40 some odd, 50, 60, 80 some odd years old and still not truly know yourself. Our self-awareness begins at childhood or in childhood. Some people um, are taught pay attention to how it is that they think what it is that they feel um and then after that they're taught the skills of communication and some people aren't some people have gone through either one traumatic experience or many and in order to endure that traumatic experience they've had to separate their physical self from their mental emotional and spiritual self literally you end up dividing yourself into two different people hence the bipolar disorder. Hence why it is that later on in life some people are diagnosed with schizophrenia. Why it is that some people get diagnosed with dementia or Alzheimer's because whatever situations that continue to occur they wanted to forget. So we create this dis-ease or this discourse within us by having to separate ourselves and whenever you separate yourself there's the physical you where it is that you're able to feel all of your hurts your pains all the rest of that and then there is the spiritual mental and emotional you which stays separate and then you go through these battles in life of codependency you go through these battles of um desiring more but not sure what it is that you want you'll change your major quite a few times you'll change your job quite a few times all of that you are a person that is detached from themselves you lack that self-awareness so what is it that you do to get back to that or how is it that you can even introduce yourself to yourself once again yes it is going through and unpacking your baggage yes it does have a lot to do with forgiveness but it also has a lot to do with you reorienting reorienting yourself with yourself and by doing that will you become whole and how do you do that you remember all my little all my little podcasts telling you to take yourself out on dates and stuff like that that's cool but you need to put your phone down You need to get away from people you need to get away from the idea of trying to be something or someone else or to have to do something for someone else you have to kind of separate yourself and have some quiet time and literally ask yourself what is it that you want out of life now after you ask yourself that the first thing that'll come up for most is money the second is love. The third is happiness. But whose dreams are those? Whose desires are those? Are those desires that, had, that you picked up along the way? Desires that your parents wanted for you? Um, is it because of the pictures and things that you see on Instagram? Do you even want to travel the world? Who are you? What is it that you truly want? How is it that you can find yourself living money is great but money comes and goes money is temporary and money will not be valued after a certain point in time so what skill do you have what skills do you have that can make it a lucrative business that can secure you monetarily maybe even your kids monetarily for whatever future Or are you a person that's much more of a humanitarian? You prefer to work with animals as opposed to people. Are you the person that, maybe you don't want to do all of that. Maybe you prefer something like oil rigs, something a little bit high risk, but that will make you happy. We need to stop chasing the dreams of all of the people that came before us and all the people that are next to us we have to be able to ask ourselves what it is that will truly fulfill your soul, not your heart, not your mind, but your soul so that it can continue to expand. So that you won't continue to go through these periods of stagnation and anger and frustration because you're not doing what it is that you're supposed to do. God is here, but God is energy. And whatever it is that you put that energy, that focus, that time on, that's where your God, your inner God is gonna go. So what are you spending your time on? What is it that you truly want? And if you're chasing money, love, and happiness, you're chasing all the wrong things. You're you're supposed to be chasing you. You, you, and you. You chase the past you to help heal it. You chase the present you so that you can be more, more present, more in the moment, so that you can actually live life moment by moment as opposed to sitting here in this present moment and thinking either too far in the future or too far in the past. These are also habits that we hold on to that continue to separate us from ourselves if you want to stop being such a disturbing element find out what internally has you disturbed and answer it no one's gonna come with that apology brother no one is gonna come and give you a million dollars sister you can though you can give it to you whether it requires hard work or manifestation or learning the trick of old-time monks who have been able to create gold out of nothing literal air because they understood that God is energy so I want you to think I want you to consider what are all the things that you're holding on to right now which would be a distraction And what I mean by that You have phones, of course. You have technology. Let's just go ahead and knock that all out of the way. To be honest with you, because, you know, um, I'm, I'm feeling somewhat lazy. I will honestly say that work, work is actually a distraction. And this is why I say this. I believe in my last podcast, I had mentioned how back, And whenever we were beginning this civilization, we began working in order to more or less uh, wait for messages from uh, the ships. Whenever they would go back to um, England or China or anything else like that, we began working to build our civilization. Cool. So that's what began the occupations. So you will have an occupation either as a store owner um you also have to have the people to do the logging or cutting down trees in order to build all these establishments and then it just went on from there everybody grabbed an occupation but then over time the the power that was derived from this and the civilizations that were derived from this then we continued to do it or there was people that were in place that were reaping the benefits of you occupying yourself by developing this new world and this new civilization that the occupation became a preoccupation. So you're preoccupied with your work. Back in the day, they used to have a bartering system to wear whatever skill or food or clothing or whatever, whatever it was that they needed, they exchanged it as opposed to money. Now with that system you can have somebody that knows how to hustle and they can gain all this stuff from bartering and all the rest of that and then after that they would more or less gain their wealth or their status because everybody will have to come to them for it that's honestly the system that I want back but what I'm saying is this is what developed the occupation portion or the why it is that you feel so tired whenever you're coming from work or the why it is you you truly want to quit your job because it just seems redundant which it is it's teaching you stuff is teaching you people skills and all the rest of that but you're working your ass off literally to get a paycheck that is barely able to sustain your household why is that and then you go through all the stresses and all the battles of that why is that because you're not doing what it is that your soul is supposed to you're just doing what it is that you can to survive right now and with you in survival mode there is no way that you can be aware of yourself at all times you get what i'm saying in some senses this reality that we're in which isn't real by the way because it's always changing and you'll learn that once you listen to once again wayne dyer wishful well i'm sorry wishes fulfilled so what is it that you can do to get back to you you can still work your job you don't have to quit your job i, mean, I would never encourage that get your money and make your living for you and your your family but what else is it that you can do to get back to you other than asking yourself a few questions how about after you ask yourself what it is that you need to do you actually do it fearlessly you need to be able to address why it is that you're scared anyway why it is that um, you want, 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 but then you don't want to do what you need to to get there. You need to be able to sit down and have a conversation with yourself and find out, do you really, <laughs> as Sue, I asked Sue, our very first date, do you love yourself? <laughs> so do you, do you love yourself? Because if you do, you'll go ahead and you'll take the time necessary to get to know you more intimately. More intimately, take yourself out on dates, yes, but put down that phone, have some alone time. I would recommend a sensory deprivation tank, which, um, depending on where you are, can be anywhere from 60 to I believe sometimes they do 75 minutes. But you sit alone, floating in room temperature water or body, like the temperature. The temperature of the water is the same as your body. And so it feels like you're floating endlessly in space, in complete dark silence, all of that. So that's something I recommend for you to do. But you're not, you're not a bother, you're not a burden. You're not the disturbing element. It's just a message from your soul that says that it's time for you to expand. It's been time for you to expand. You were always meant for more than what it is that you actually realize that you were meant for. I know that I am. I don't know how it is that I'm gonna achieve it. I don't know where it is that I'm gonna go, but I do know that I was born or put here on this earth to make a significant difference. And with that significant difference, comes many many grand rewards for me so what is yours do you know who you are yet do you know what you want to do it's okay because I don't I'm still just occupying myself with my current occupation but as soon as it is that I figure out what it is that my soul wants and what my true purpose is you'll watch me expand with something that I love to do and I want the same for you it's okay to be the scurvy elephant. It's okay to be the disturbing element. It's just not okay to stay there. Do what feeds your soul. And I hope you take heed to this. I hope that it helps you. I hope everything I said in this segment helps you. And if not, you can reach out message me. I'll rework it again just for you or we can have a conversation about it. I'm always open. But I wanna thank you once again for tuning in to Let's Be Real. This is your girl, Savan Ebenique. Keep your head up. Keep your heart open. Be open to change. Be open to evolution. And once again, as always, I love you.